0: The Twins have a big third inning against Lance Lynn. It was enough in today's win. So much to discuss on today's Lockdown Twins postcast. You are Lockdown Twins postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Locked On Twins postcast. Today is Saturday, July 16th. I'm the host of Locked On Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Brandon Warren. Before we get started, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is where the game starts. Brandon, Twins get a much-needed victory, beat the White Sox 6-3 Saturday afternoon.
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that kind of concerned me was the offense going quiet after the third inning. The bullpen and the way it was managed was enough to hang on. Dylan Bundy was, I think, mostly good. I had no, no real issues with how he pitched and how he was used. But I do think, too, that I uh, I think you could see why Dylan Bundy and some of these starters get used the way they are because going back for that extra inning, whether it's 70 pitches, 80 pitches, 90 pitches – uh, and Gleeman tweeted it, uh, third time through the order, twin starters have been pretty murky. So a good team win. Twins back up, what is it, uh, four games now. So they're in a good spot.
0: Jorge Polanco hits a big home run. Carlos Correa gets on the board. He grounded into a double play in a big spot last night, comes through today in the third inning, Brandon, to uh, get things going. Luis Siraz also hit a solo homer to lead it off for the twins. So home run ball came into play today.
1: Yeah, and I think that – it's it's nice to see that this offense can do that when needed. And mostly because I don't think their identity is the home run ball anymore. And obviously, obviously, obviously it's not 2019, but there are going to be times where I think we kind of talked about this. And I think you actually tweeted about it today that this offense is going to have to come out and kind of beat some people up to win big games. And to some extent, that's what they did today. It just, it was a very, inconsistent effort very top heavy top of the game heavy but at the end of the day it's a w and that's all that matters
0: you can sense when Baldelli and the twins are going hard for a win and especially with the all-star break coming up too but you Duran throws 40 pitches brandon in a two inning outing we haven't seen that i don't think at all this year and honestly we haven't seen them go out there for a second inning i can't think of the last time that happened so that was really pushing it there at the end It hasn't been much if it has
1: been at all and to getting Griffin Jacks up when they did to me, you know, they went Bundy McGill. I think McGill is kind of working into that circle of trust, but at the same time they had Jacks loosening up where it was like, all right, it's the sixth inning. We might want to start clamping this thing down because if whites, if the White Sox get back into the game, they've got some late inning relievers that can really shut you down. And I think, it's very telling in any given game. If you look at the pitchers that Tony Larusa uses, if you see Banks, Foster, Ruiz, and Lambert, they're behind. If you see Graveman, Hendricks, and Lopez, telling. they're ahead. And it, it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just, I think it's very predictable. And so for the twins to do what they did, uh, again, to me, makes sense. But um, yeah, nice job locking it down by the bullpen after Dylan Bundy was, again, mostly good.
0: Well, let's talk about Bundy. This is one of the first, like actually strong starts we've seen from a twins pitcher. <laughs> it feels like uh Joe Ryan pitched well against Milwaukee, but overall guys just haven't thrown the ball very well. And Bundy kind of set the tone today, Brandon. Yeah, and so I'm looking at his fangrafts page because that's uh that's my go-to play. So his ERA is what is
1: it, four seven, one? Trendy up and stuff like that. Came in three nine two, expected ERA, strikeouts and all that really there. Uh, apparently he does not have a live update for his pitching, but, um, you know, ERA is higher than you'd like, but I think the home run rate has really come down to a point where you can actually kind of feel good that he's not going to go out there and give up two homers in every single start. Uh, I've said, he's done a pretty good Michael Pineda impersonation. That is not the Michael Pineda that has gotten absolutely bombed today by Cleveland. <laughs> I However, saw that. that, uh, whew, and he's going to have to eat that because they got a bunch of, uh, I think that tomorrow they got, uh, I don't know if they have a rookie starting or if it's a doubleheader. I can't remember what exactly, but I saw someone say the Pineda was going to have to eat that one. So whew, that's a, that's a tough one. But Bundy has done a pretty good impersonation, and somebody's got to be the stopper when things are going wrong. Twins don't like to lose more than three games
0: in a row, and it stopped here as well. Jorge Polanco in the five hole just adds a whole nother dimension. We've talked about him and talked about him when he came back, but he comes through. And when he's swinging the bat like that, Brandon, he's hitting for power. It just, it feels like this lineup is so dynamic. And there's something about him being back as the switch hitter and finally swinging the bat. We know he can. He annihilated that baseball and Lance Lynn. I actually tweeted it too.
1: was uh Lance Lynn never wants to be in Minnesota. And so this was more of the same from 2018, but Polanco, when you you see him get a hold of one to center, he has kind of this rock in his swing and his finish where it's like he's admiring a job well done. And another one that I think of where I think he did something like that was the home run off Jorge Lopez back in the Orioles series at Target Field. But he's up to 246, 350, 438 across the slash. You will take those numbers from a, a very solid defensive second baseman who can sneak over to short every now and then if Correa needs a day off. I think he's kind of the unsung hero of this team. I think, you know, obviously I've said Gio Urshela is their it guy. And they obviously have their big guys at the top. But Jorge Polanco kind of connects the two. And him in the middle of the order with Alex Kirilov, who hopefully is okay. We don't know why he left the game, but has been swinging it better lately. Uh, Jose Miranda been swinging it better lately. It just, it all
0: comes back to that offensive depth that you and I have been preaching now for, I think, about three months on this show what's the significance of winning this game Brandon because you got Dylan Cease on Sunday against Chris Archer and the Twins bullpen has been taxed now they do have the all-star break you wonder if someone like Jax would go three days in a row probably not and assume Duran for sure is down Sunday so what's the significance of of holding on here Saturday it's what when you empty your salvo and it doesn't work is especially frustrating
1: or you empty your your uh, bag of tricks, so to speak, because we saw that happen a couple times earlier this season where they went, uh, you know, Jack's Duran Pagan, which at the time was kind of their one, two, three Pagan. Wasn't better than Duran, but Duran was getting the middle of the order. And we'd see then Pagan make it blow up and it, it would get people really frustrated. And I would understand because you know, the, wh- when you line things up the way you want and you lose, it's, it's really painful. Now, with that said, tomorrow is going to be tricky. Archer has only been really good for four, maybe five. He hasn't pitched now in a couple weeks. I don't know if they plan to – I don't. I, I think the move might be Devin Smeltzer down for Chris Archer up, but I'm not sure. But if they sent Smeltzer out and brought back another guy who could just cover them for maybe an inning or two in a quasi – not mop-up, but like a bridge role – I can see that happening. The problem is I'm not really sure who it would be. So I'm curious how it's going to happen, but I think Tyler Duffy is going to be their major leverage guy tomorrow, and who knows if they're going to,
0: if they're going to need one. Well, the Twins have beat up Dylan Cease pretty good in his career, and I know this version of Dylan Cease looks a lot different. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year in the first half. However, the Twins have gotten to him before, so you just worry about today, think about tomorrow, tomorrow, and they well, got that win. The, the twins have hit pitchers of
1: that caliber. They just did it to right. Josh Hader too. They broke Josh Hader like they broke Araldis Chapman last season. So uh, I saw someone celebrating that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty pretty good." But the Twins, and we've said this too, they won Kevin Gaussman game, so nothing's off the table.
0: Well, they won the Chris Archer Nestor Cortez game at Target yes. Field. <laughs> Nestor was coming in with a like a. 0.5 era or something crazy yep, so exactly. you never know any given Sunday literally and the twins will go for the split uh heading into the all-star break Brandon thank you so much sir been an amazing first half we will be back in the second half as well and I can't wait to join you then comment like subscribe to the channel thanks for your comments hey dude said he's he's optimistic hey dude Kirilov did bat late today so when they brought Buxton in it removed DH and then put Celestino on left field So apparently a defensive move. Hopefully there for Alex Kirloff. Let's hope. Brandon, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon.